what's up? Uh, we're here, and by we, I mean just the three original uh, members of the Boogie Crew. Chris has returned from his one-week hiatus. Richard is not here for the first time in a while. And uh, as you all love, uh, Matthew and I are here as well. We uh, are just kind of winging it here. But uh, if you bear with us, I'm sure you will uh, get to partake in quality banter. Uh, today is Tuesday, May 7th. This is episode 13. Look at me, Dad! I did it of the Let's uh, of the Let's Boogie podcast. So, uh, but hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. No one is going into your asshole. Well, I wouldn't let him without the crack. Yeah, we we kind of didn't really think about things to talk about this week. I have been, you know, I carry the whole team every week, and this week I had to finish up my final film and uh, write a 10-page paper about three concepts for films that I have. So I'm just kind of, like, drained, and I got a job, and I didn't really carry carry my, my, my load this week. Yeah. Come on, Matt. So, you got to get your load in order. I know. I, yeah, don't <sighs> blow it. Yeah, don't blow your load. Uh, I enjoy blowing my load, but it's it's kind of frustrating, you know. You, you have one person that you count on every week to do everything for you, mm-hmm. and then when it, and then as soon as he doesn't do everything for you, it's like God fucking damn it! What this kid doesn't have anything more important he could be doing? What's his What's his problem? But yeah. So we're just kind of winging it. Um, we'll get into sports first because that's an easy one. Um, a quick touch that we forgot to even talk about before we start recording was what happened with the Kentucky Kentucky Derby. This Horses. Week. Oh, man. Yeah. Horse Yay, girls horse. had their jimmies rustled. <laughs> no, I mean, not as much as those who uh, place bets on uh, maximum security. I saw something today that said that an estimated $9 million was lost in bets on maximum security getting DQ'd. So, so what exactly I, happened? Yeah, yeah, what exactly happened? Because so I, I know there some was, big shit happened. There was like some move, like I, the jockey, I think I saw some, I couldn't tell if it was the jockey, like touched a horse that was behind him, like or the horse like kicked it was something weird and like the so whole was it like cheating no it or? was like so they officially ruled it as like the maximum security or the jockey did did something that affected the way the rest of the field was running the race that was the exact wording they used and uh now you know first dq in derby history i mean they're definitely gonna have some storylines for the rest of the triple crown uh, the so who officially won? Uh, a sixty-five to one long shot named Country House, which Country House, which sounds like a bed and breakfast in Birmingham, Alabama, or some, yeah. or some. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, sixty-five to one. If you bet on Country House, good on you. Even though it's only horse racing, it brought out the the people saying replays ruining everything. I hate instant replay. Like, yeah. of all the things that could have, you know, sparked a debate on Instant Replay, it's not, you know, 
not a not a home run call in the World Series or you know yeah. a first down in the Super Bowl. It's it's a horse race. Like it's literally <laughs> it's that's what that's what is gonna light the fire of <laughs> instant, instant replay instant replay yeah. debate in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. So what weren't there what's uh what's your opinion, Bigelow, on the uh V A R in soccer? I mean Football. it's kind of a I mean it's a pain in the ass, really. I, mean, I think <laughs> I think I think my team got gypped by it uh, earlier this season. I think we got we got wine dined and fornicated on by old VAR. <laughs> so I mean, those are my thoughts on it. But I mean, it's I mean, it's there's all the different forms. You know, there's the VAR in soccer. There's the there's the referees and their Microsoft Surface tablets in the NFL. There's, yeah. I mean, it's there's all you the. You know for a fact they're Microsoft Surface too. I mean, no the, iPads allowed. I mean, they emphasize. I mean, <laughs> bro, like one of the biggest advertisers during NFL games is Microsoft Surface tablets. Like I had one of those as a freshman in college, and it was the one of the worst things I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, not my dad, not a free no. not a free ad by any means, but just just don't buy a Microsoft Surface unless you hate yourself. Yeah, dude, Bill Belichick approves. So. Soccer, speaking of VAR, uh, tomorrow, or actually it will have already happened because we record on Sundays, upload Tuesdays. Live, uh, Manchester City versus Leicester tomorrow. Uh, in b- Jamie before, Vardy, we trust, baby. Before we I go to Bigelow, what is the opinion of the newfound uh, <laughs> hardcore fandom from Chris Smith? What is your opinions? What are your opinions on the... So, Manchester City... Uh, do you even it's know a, a player on the team? Couldn't name one, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> I'm just a diehard fan, you know, born and bred. You're uh, so much of a fan of the club that you yeah. don't even bother Shout to know the names yeah. of the players. Notice to any yeah. team out there, if you win a title, <laughs> not only do you get the trophy, yeah. you also get Christmas fandom for the rest of time. I mean, to be quite honest, the only soccer players that I can really mention by name or that I know by name would be like Wayne Rooney. Good one. Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. And Salah. I know that from, from Bigelow. Uh, yeah, I couldn't name anyone name, off a guess name. guess one player from your <laughs> your team in quotation marks. Oh man. Uh, Ronaldo? <laughs> what I mean, man, wasn't he on? Man wasn't name, he on? This man can name three of the best players in the world, and a dude in the MLS who got a hair transplant. Those are the <laughs> those are the soccer players that he can name. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's all Chris right. Chris also thought that David Beckham was an American. So yes, I did for the longest time. I I found that out when we were in Michigan. That just uh, goes to show how yeah. little of a soccer fan you are. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Bigelow, feeling <laughs> confident? I mean, I've learned to not have any confidence in any athletics in any Liverpool seems to have luck on their side this year though. I mean, we with, uh, we got their last game. we got lucky against Newcastle. I will definitely say that. That was the definition of luck. Uh, I think they they won it for Mo. Uh, I sadly I think Mo's done. So I I really it's we're going to have to one do it ourselves and we're two going to have to hope for Old boy Jamie Big Teeth Vardy to pull one out for us. Um, 
he went off. I think it was last weekend. scored scored a hat trick on Arsenal. So, I mean, Arsenal is not Man City by any means, but we can we can hope that he is in good form and can bring about some joy on the Merseyside tomorrow. Crazy, crazy with this. What a moment! Vincent Company from 30 yards into the top corner! It could be a goal that wins the Premier League title! Yeah, well, speaking of speaking of soccer, didn't some some big news happen in uh in Omaha Bigelow? You want yeah. to touch on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, no. Oh, uh, from that. a local perspective, uh, it was announced, I think that was on Friday, that uh, USL League One is coming to Omaha in 2020, the latest uh, expansion team in the league. Um, I think it's exciting for Omaha. I know it's not, you know, it's not top level, but in my opinion, it's a way that we can prove ourselves as a sports town that we, uh, you know, that we deserve more than. Uh, than AAA baseball, and, you know, we've had so many damn random semi-professional teams here the last decade, it's more than I can name, but uh, yeah. I think it's very I think it's very positive. Omaha is actually a very good soccer city, like when you think about it. Uh, Creighton and UNO have both been on the come up uh, nationally in college. Uh, lots of good club programs that have won national championships, and a lot of, a lot of kids that, you know, play – play high school soccer in this state that go on to play in college uh omaha is a good soccer city and i think uh and uno's uh former head coach uno's former head coach old boy uh jason mims gonna lead uh lead whatever the team ends up being named they don't have a name yet they don't have a crest they don't have colors but um i definitely i'm excited i really think it'll be cool um and they're playing at warner aren't they they are are they uh so the guy the guy who led the charge on this is actually uh, the guy who bought the Storm Chasers from Warren Buffett and Walter Scott a couple years ago, and um, he, they, a part of, of what they announced was that they're going to put uh, two and a half million dollars into uh, soccer-related improvements to Warner. Um, they're going to, you know, the team's going to have their own locker room, their own, you know, offices on on site at Warner, and like the renderings they had of of Warner as a soccer stadium. I, I, I didn't think it looked too bad. I also saw something that said, I think, I think there's like, I want to say 10 teams in USL league one right now. And I think three or four of them play in minor league baseball stadiums. So it's not, I mean, we wouldn't be alone. Um, yeah. So, but no, well, that, it's, it's, it, it, it's unfortunate to me. I, I, I'm excited just because I like soccer and I like Omaha. I'm glad that Omaha is getting something like that. But the American soccer system is so broken. They need to adapt promotion relegation in that order was to another, thrive. That's another thing that I, I completely and totally agree with. Uh, Chris was asking me about that, like if if this team could ever be in MLS. And I said, well, I mean, that's how they do it in England. Like any team from any of the tiers, if you know they are at the top of the table for a couple of years, they can make their way to the top of the heap. But um, yeah. I definitely... I definitely think promotion relegation probably needs to be adopted. I mean, they might as well have promoted FC Cincinnati to the MLS. They're just like, oh, y'all are kind of good. Welcome to the MLS. Like, it was well, the just- problem is, though, <laughs> they have to pay to get into it, which is really hard for a lot of teams. 
I mean, the mm-hmm. thing about this league that's interesting to me is it's almost all East Coast based. I think the closest the closest team is in Madison, Wisconsin. The USL. Uh, and yeah, in League One, the closest team is is in Madison, Wisconsin. They do have some of the best soccer jerseys I've ever seen. You should look them up. Forward, <laughs> forward, forward, Madison FC. They have some beautiful jerseys. Uh, but no, I'm excited. I mean, it's this is definitely a step above, you know, the Omaha Nighthawks and some of the other things that have <laughs> have come yeah. to have come they to have Omaha come and gone. a lot and have you know gone away just as quick as they appeared. I really. I wish nothing but the best for for that program, and I'm excited to see what they come up with for a team name and a crest. I think it'll be it'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rich Rich is not here this week, so unfortunately, Bigelow, you're going to have to carry us on the recap of the NBA playoffs for the past week. I haven't been really paying that much attention, like I said in the intro. Oh uh, well, uh, when we I know were... Kawhi's been been having himself uh Kawhi has been having himself a game uh Philly Philly actually you know they did uh they actually you know had a 2-1 lead until today and then Toronto went into Philly it was a really good game back and forth until the end uh Ben Simmons was doing Ben Simmons stuff they really still don't have anyone I mean dude they there were some times when they would try to find a post feed for Embiid today where they'd triple team him like they'd literally just send three guys to just put their hands up around Embiid, and it was just it's just ridiculous because Marcus all like he's tall he's skilled but I mean he just can't guard Embiid the Celtics are kind of slacking they got paced in Milwaukee in game two and Danny Ainge had a heart attack that day so <laughs> just not Yikes. not a good time you didn't see Danny Ainge had a heart attack no wow yeah Danny Ainge had a like heart- post game uh I don't know if it was before during or after but he had a he had a heart attack in Milwaukee so but Shit. and then they came back to Boston for Game Three, and Giannis just went ham, had his best uh, best game of the series. So next game's kind of, well, I mean, not kind of, it really is do or die in my opinion for the Seas. Uh, Denver and Portland's actually been probably the most entertaining series. They had the four overtime game the other night out in Portland, uh, and Dame didn't really do anything. They kept him under twenty points. McCollum had well, not under twenty. He went to four overtimes, but in regulation he had under twenty. McCollum had like 45, 41, somewhere around there. He was he was really carrying them. And, I mean, I just don't – They then Denver, even that series up tonight, didn't see the final score. But, I mean, the summary of the Blazers-Nuggets series, I mean, I, I think it's crazy that the Blazers have come this far, really when they only have two guards that are very, very, you know, very shot heavy and they just run pick and roll for them the entire time. But then again, the Nuggets, I mean – where would they be without old old Joker? Joker's been, you know, like let's put it this way: the Nuggets give minutes to guys like Will Barton, who are just awful, and like yeah. they're somehow still the two seed in the West. And it's just, I mean, I don't know if it's coaching or what it is that's like let them let them to where it they works, are though. now. It, it does works. work; it's effective. But I mean, if they they get out of this series, they're getting swept by the Warriors, regardless. Speaking, oh, actually, uh, that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, Steph wasn't so having... So we can start this... Com- I mean, uh, the part of my take, guys, brought this up last week before this happened last night. Like, people now saying that, you know, KD's the GOAT or KD's the best player alive. There was a stretch last night where, I sh- I kid you not, Kevin Durant, like, made eight shots in a row on eight consecutive possessions, just hitting, hit, like, two or three threes, some step backs, a little flow. I mean, it was it was filthy. 
Like, it was absolutely disgusting. I was watching the game over at Wesleyan with some of their guys, you know, some some D3 national champs. But, they, I mean, we were all just baffled at KD just making it look easy. I mean, that's probably, you know, going to be a debate on good old NBA Twitter, the old KD, KD, Braun, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Steph biffing it at the end was also not ideal at all. Uh, that was... <laughs> I mean, I saw even the biggest Warriors fan I know, uh, Marcus Polk. You, if you guys know him too, old old Mark Hicks, he was pissed at Steph. Like he was, he was like, Steph looks like Steph looks like a bad role player. Put Quinn Cook in the game. This man's ass. Like it was, it was bad. Well, I mean, you have to be pissed <laughs> like, after that shit. I mean, that game was bad. Steph has been very bad this postseason. And I mean, yeah, they have, they have a two one lead on Houston. Houston did win last night, but I mean, yeah, the all the series are at two one. Now, well, they were until Philly Toronto today. So one two two series and uh, three two one series, uh, but they've all been pretty well contested. I uh, think it should be a pretty interesting week. Nice. Oh fuck! I'm yawning in the middle of the fucking recording. God damn it! That just goes to show how tired I am. Um, you've just been working hard, man. Yeah, this semester's this semester's just been rough. I am, yeah, no, it's uh, I I still like, yeah, this is our third year of college, but like being done with school on May fifth is still weird to me. It's real. It's yeah, like I still it's have still like, week and a half. Still wacky to me, but yeah, this is like for for me, I'm just like burnt out just because all the shit I've had to do in a new city, and yeah. Like, you guys know, like oh, you've had a very eventful couple months. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have um, more than more than good reason to be burnout. And and it's crazy because this summer is so crucial to like what's going to happen for the next like five years of my life, especially like with this podcast. Like I've mentioned in the past about like having people on, but we just keep locking or I keep locking people down like every day. We're going to have like four YouTubers on this summer and I'm. Uh, I think the film sports episodes that we're going to start having are, are are going to be a lot of fun. And I just put a lot of time into pretty much everything I do. So I'm, I'm grateful for the people that keep listening because I do get texts and DMs weekly from people saying, like commenting on certain aspects of the podcast. So quick shout out to them because I do appreciate it. Sometimes you just get tired of doing so much shit, but then one 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 acknowledgement of what you're doing can can yeah. mean all the world so oh yeah some effort some uh some affirmation you know yeah but one thing i have been or actually we'll talk about this in a second i chris i know you want to flex on baseball you might as well get that out of the way <laughs> yeah well uh i know look at him this might can gather himself <laughs> <laughs> i just gotta I, I, I got to get ready for the no shitstorm that, no that I'm about to hear. I've never been so excited uh, <laughs> to talk about a baseball series in May as this kid is right now. No, I mean, uh, Kyle Hendricks, I think, uh, what day was that? I think that was uh, the first game. Friday. Yeah, Friday. He had an 81 pitch, 81 pitches. Uh, he had a nine, nine inning shutout. Uh, pretty much. Shut him out. Uh, I think that, pretty that was much. four he to one. Actually, did shut him. Yeah, out. he actually did. Uh, that was, yeah. Wasn't it four zero? I think that was the yep. yeah. Um, then we got the second string in yesterday's game. 
Uh, Bro, I, I, I gotta comment this, on this, dog. Like, I, I yeah. going into this series, like, I, I've, if I've learned anything, one, you know, don't put all your eggs in a basket in May when it comes to baseball. But two, dog, I was so goddamn mad at work. <laughs> like, dog, we had a four-run lead. And they're like, oh, here comes Taylor Davis, this dude who looks like he got pulled out of a got pulled out of a men's league. Yeah. Looks like he just got done playing yeah. beer league softball, wearing number 56 or some <laughs> shit, and just hits an absolute goddamn piss missile. Grand yeah. slam. Game tied. It's that man's first career major league home yeah, run. Yeah, it was. And it's, a, and it's a damn grand salami. Michael yeah. Walker, fire yourself into the sun. You ruined, I mean, dude, like that was just just baffling. I just wanted one game. I didn't care if we lost the series, which, spoiler alert, we got swept. But yeah. it just, like, I didn't care if we lost the series. Like, first time I mean, going it, yeah. first time playing the Cubs. Like, we basically spent the entire first month playing the Brewers. And teams from and teams from the NL West, and it's our first time playing the Cubs. The Cubs were just getting hot. We go into Chicago, a bunch of drunk idiots who worship a flag and one hundred and one World Series in a hundred years are going to be amped up and a little juiced. So I mean, hey, it's it's a little little baseball magic going on in May. I'm not. I can't talk shit about you know. We got peace tonight. It was like fourteen four or some shit. Pretty sure y'all. Pretty sure y'all hit two grand slams tonight, which is just absolutely absurd. Cardinals pitching. You gave up three grand slams in two days. Reevaluate yourself. Yeah. So I'm officially done following baseball until September. <laughs> um, the Cardinals. Yeah. Get, the Cardinals getting swept. <laughs> And Nebraska baseball shitting their pants has made me lose all faith in baseball. I'll see you in the fall. <laughs> Thanks for keeping uh, first place warm for us. Uh, nice to know that we're uh, like back we, on top. It's almost like we both forgot that the Brewers exist and are still the best team in the division, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> let's not yeah. like let's not pretend like but like Mustakis and Kane and and <laughs> the goat Christian Yelich aren't in Milwaukee. Like, look at yeah. these drunk fools. Neither of them will make the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I mean. It's still regular season baseball. You can you can enjoy some, at least a couple series. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the last you know twenty what you games. You can't enjoy anymore. Tilted what? towers. It's gone. Oh man, that, F's in that, the chat. That was F's in the chat. That was a really good uh, transition. That really was like, a yeah. good transition. If you uh, if you play Fortnite and you are a fan of uh, old Tilted Towers or Retail Row and you haven't been on in a while. Uh, you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, you're in for a rude awakening. You got a big <laughs> storm coming, honey. Uh, they they murked that shit with a yeah. volcano. Like they they said they didn't just destroy it. They, they said bye. They had yeah, a volcano. They said goodbye forever. They had a volcano <laughs> shoot lava, like probably like the equivalent of like a mile, and just destroy a city. Like, bro, <laughs> and 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 retail and two cities, two cities just get two just, of the OG just bit the dust. You know what I'm sad about retail row? I'm sad Joel's is gone. 
you know, the little restaurant, Joel's, that had been there forever, just sitting in the corner in retail. I'm yeah. sad. Probably just a, lo- in the chat. Probably a good yeah. locally owned family business. Just your own, <laughs> you know. Good locally owned, down homie pub. Probably, you know. Serving have, up some Durr burgers. Probably and, uh... sell 50 cent wings on Tuesdays or some <laughs> shit. And they're just like, nope. You gone, bitch. Like, they just, nope. We don't care about small businesses in on this island. We just care Poor about... Poor 11 year olds are quaking in their yeah. Lowe's uh, lawn chairs. But then the other half, the 11 year olds, are pretty happy that the the drum gun got unvaulted. Yeah, the top, that's, that's, that's another, the that's another big. It's back. Yeah. Uh, if you play Fortnite, uh, you're going to. I you're forgot gonna, what the drum gun was. I mean, you're going to love to hear that sound. Click, 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 click of oh, you getting lasered. Yeah. By the yeah, old that's... by the old drum gun. But... Was that the one that was basically just an AR mixed with a submachine gun? Yeah. Yeah. But it just sh- yeah. shot faster. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh it's a tough time to be a Fortniter. I'm so but, uh, glad that game is, is dying. I honestly, I mean, saying it's dying is probably bold. I mean, dog, like the amount of people who still like watch that shit on Twitch. It's still that big. Oh yeah, bro. Like that game is still. <sighs> like, I mean, it was in it was in Endgame, and they also had an Endgame. Bro, that was the uh, most. But that was the most unrealistic part of the game of that movie, though. Like in a movie about yeah. aliens and space gods beating each other's asses, the most unrealistic part of that movie was that they're still playing this game five years in the future because if it's i'm telling y'all if it's 2024 and kids are still playing Fortnite, like no thanks like i really yeah. like no thank count you. me out count me <laughs> yeah. count me out president president beto o'rourke will make sure that uh no one <laughs> is playing you just Fortnite. beto o'rourke <laughs> o'rourke <laughs> How do you you even pronounce that dude's name? From fucking Guatemala. It's 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 O'Rourke, but I had had to put a little emphasis on it, make it sound extra fancy. He's not going to be president, but it's just wishful thinking. Um, Dude, it's going to be Bernie Sanders. Come on, it's going to be Andrew Yang. Feel the burn. First Asian president. Let's Bro, go for that, it. Your boy, your boy, Asians know your what the boy fuck is doing. pulling at like one percent. So I don't really. He's not even my boy. I just like, think it's <laughs> funny to like support him. Yeah, we don't we don't endorse any candidates on this podcast, but I we mean, endorse shit posting. We, yeah, we do. Politics. We do. We com- we fully endorse. But That's I mean, why I like Donald Trump because you can shit post about him all the time, and he is a living shit post. Let's he, be honest. He, yeah, he really is. His fucking Game of Thrones. Bro, oh my god! Is, like, yeah. the funniest Bro, thing? Our, pres- uh. our president is a cartoon character. Like, did you? <laughs> like, it's literally a cartoon day after day. Like, yeah. we were talking about the horse racing earlier, and he. Bro, he, this man tweeted like a full on like novel about the Kentucky Derby. Like, <laughs> I saw that. only in today's PC America could the best horse not win the most important horse race. He's so old and white, and it's, bro, like it's just like uh, what people often forget is like this man is like seventy two years old and lives off of Twitter and Diet Coke, and he's president. You know and, what's funny though? He <laughs> looks great because he's the youngest person ever. Yeah, he's a young. He is a young, vibrant man. Yeah, he is young, active, and vibrant. Like what a fucking meme. He's a living meme, bro. No, like how can how can you literally say that? Like after someone just said you're seventy two years old, like 
Bro, you're, si- you're literally 72. Bro, you're 72. You cannot you're, say that you're young. You're 72, and you've been yeah. told your dick looks like Toad from Mario Brothers. You're not. <laughs> you're not young and vibrant. Like I'm sorry, sorry, pal. Like I mean, it's yeah. it's literally like, I mean, regardless of what you, I mean, it's literally a new meme every day. It's literally a new meme, a new just everything every single day. Like the internet. I mean. I wonder. I saw you like met with like the CEO of Twitter. I wonder if the CEO of Twitter like told him thank you for what you've done for our site. Like not not your account personally, but like thank you for the content that your moronic stupidity has brought <laughs> to our has brought to our site these past couple years. Like it's just Trump. Like <laughs> like you can count on Trump to bring to bring the thunder when it comes to memes and just shit postery. Uh, you can also count on Elon Musk, but my favorite part of the week every week is to go on Twitter after a Game of Thrones episode and just see what the fuck the internet has to say. Because some of the shit that goes down on Twitter after a Game of Thrones episode is the funniest shit of all time. So yeah. this is going to serve as our spoiler warning. If for some reason you don't have access to the internet or you plan on watching episode four of season eight of Game of Thrones at a later date, fast forward. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of this week's? I think Chris. Chris, yeah, go no. ahead. <laughs> right when they started off uh, burning the bodies of, you know, all the dead people, you know, if this <laughs> was literally within a t- so from the long night, going it directly going in to this episode how the fuck did they clean up all those dead bodies so quickly like well that's that's kind of what i was thinking and like before i say this i actually did like this episode a lot of people yeah. don't like it i thought it was a good classic politics episode of thrones a lot of people don't like but this one i feel like th- i mean i feel like this one this like, is the that- lowest rated episode on imd okay well okay i don't but think we can fair. judge that dog like just because some some do- some dudes in germany got it on their amazon prime i mean i feel like the internet there are people on the internet who are probably out to like try and shit shit on thrones after last week like yeah. Well, I don't think like last week's episode. I liked last week's episode a lot. Well, I mean, I yeah. I don't think we can say, oh, it's the lowest episode on IMD. It was the lowest okay, episode before it aired, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like, before, so this morning, uh, some two scenes had leaked, and it was uh, Missandei's death from getting fucking beheaded by the mountain getting and yeah yeeted off that yeah. off that tower <laughs> getting bro. yammed on yeah, <laughs> yeah getting yammed by the fucking mountain and then the other one that had leaked was Ragel's death the dragon daenerys's baby that uh, shit caught me off yeah hard i, I was like, okay whoa so you're on great you're on great joy is steph curry with that crossbow yeah. boy pull up from long distance hit your shots <gasps> bang but but uh the only leak that I had saw was Ragel's death, which I was kind of pissed at myself for getting on Reddit because, you know, if you go to the popular page, you see all the leak like the leaks that come out in the morning on Sunday mornings, and uh, I saw that. Didn't really want to see it, but it still caught me off guard. I mean, it's it was I really liked the episode. I mean, it's a lot like, of people were saying yeah. it was cliche. That's this well, episode. I mean, this right? episode. Yeah, I mean, how? how is it cliche? It's cliche, li- cliche thrones. 
Oh, well, that's what that's what no, made no, it great. Yeah, this is what made Thrones great. Like, come on. Stairs, cheesy lines. A lot of people complaining. My main thing is, I just don't understand how it's so fucking hard to please people. Bro, it's not. It's not that, hard. That it's not hard to please people. It's just but, everyone wants to be a hater, so they feel yeah. unique, bro. Everyone and also. Everyone who want. Everyone just wants to stand out because this is, you know, this is the thing. Like this is what yeah. everyone is looking forward to on a week by week basis until it ends. So people want to be a hater, stand out, and say, like, oh, I actually thought this was dog shit. Like, oh, yeah, just you're special. Unique, yeah. Like, you want to be yeah. unique. You want to stand out. Like, I'm- But also, with, with this show being, like, one of the most popular TV shows, I mean, with it having such a broad spectrum of fans, it's really hard to please everyone. And, I mean... Well, yeah. So, but I, so I, what I, if it's a cliche throw? I mean, as yeah, Bigelow said, that's what made it good was with these cliche, unexpected turns. Bro. You know, like these, bro. Like, this, pol- yeah. the politics and shit. Like, bro, the politics and shit. Like Cersei being a bad bitch, people randomly getting their heads cut off. Like that's what made me love Thrones. I like the. Yeah. I love. I love the intrigue, dog. I love the fucking the, like the fucking who. That dragon going down bro, was, was the, the dragon twist, bro, the twist dra- of the of, of the season. The dragon now what the yeah. fuck are they gonna do? Bro, the yeah. dragon getting sniped. Daenerys Targaryen blew a 3-0 dragon lead. Now she's down to one. Like yeah. how, but how it's her ir- biggest dragon. But it's her biggest dragon. Bro, I had to I mean su- Can we talk I, about the Targaryens for a second? Daenerys yeah. Can we all agree she kind of sucks, bro? I'm so out. Okay, I'm, I'm beyond out on Daenerys. She's kind of an asshole, and I, bro. I, Daenerys is literally like the people who predicted this Mad Queen shit that she'd morph into like going and ins- she's literally going insane. Like it's happening. Yeah. people cannot deny it. She's literally she she can tell John all she wants that she loves him and she's never loved anyone like she loves John. And she can be as hot bro, as she wants. She doesn't give a fuck about John. She wants yeah. one thing and one thing only and it's that throne. Like that's yeah. literally what her mind is set on. And like, And that was one of the conversations that she had with John during this episode was basically like do not tell anyone about your heritage because then everyone's gonna want a dude because you have a dick. Well, I mean, you, that's, I mean, and then that's pretty Daenerys much was yeah. was was literally talking to John about how he's a Targaryen and was and like basically said, "Bitch, I hope the fuck you do." Mm-hmm. Tell I'm, someone, and then, he, the and then he happens. did. Told old he, girl, told old girl Sansa Snark. Who yeah, hates couldn't even who hate, couldn't even keep her fucking mouth shut. Who hates? Who seconds. hates Danny? Who hates Danny and had to tell old old tiny boy team team Tyrion, you know, I'm team Tyrion forever, had to tell him. And now you've got, you know, the advisors, old Varys or however, is it Varys or something like Varys, 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 like he, uh, him and old, old Tyrion are just all questionable and doubtful. Like, I mean, it's, they're an injury report. They're an NBA injury report. Varys, doubtful. Tyrion, I'm, Tyrion I'm, Lannister, questionable. Like, I'm but still see, happy though that I that I don't know what's going to happen in this show. Yeah, exactly. Because I still have no clue how it's going to end, and we only have what two, two hours left. and two, two hours episodes, and f- two yeah. hours and forty minutes left of 
uh, episodes. Yeah. And I have no clue how it's going to end. I mean, I think the next episode is going to be batshit crazy. Well, the next week, Something's yeah, oh yeah, no. Amelia Clark yeah. said the next episode is going to be was going to be batshit crazy before this one even aired. So it, she said, wait, she so said it's this even next. So episode, uh, she five, said five. five. Amelia Clark said in an interview that episode five is bigger than the Battle of Winterfell, and everyone needs to hold on to their seats. So I'm so fucking ready. Like, <laughs> oh my god! So this has definitely been my least favorite season of the series so far yeah um but i think these next two episodes will determine my final rankings i mean because i, I, feel I like think it, that's this little, whole that's season bold. is building what uh, i think that's bold man i, I feel re- like this whole season is building up to these last two episodes well because yeah. i mean it's a culmination it's it's, yeah, I know. it's that's... a culmination of everything like bro i'm gonna be 100 honest with you like when people were telling me to get in on this Thrones craze, like I, like me and Chris have both like binged the entire thing like within the last year. Like none of us, Matt, you're not an OG, are you? Did you? When did you start watching? Um, while season six was on. Okay. okay. So like when like people told me like, oh, you got to watch Thrones, you got to get into it, like blah, blah, blah. Dog, I watched the first season and I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, yeah. what is this hot garbage? Like, the fir- that first episode bro, with Jamie pushing a child out of a window. Bro, I, was, the first I was like, how the two, fuck is this? How bro, is this? The first, even- the first two yeah. episodes are were almost unwatchable when I tried to watch them. Like, I was like, I might be out on this. And everyone's yeah. like, oh no, it's just like everything. You got to power through. But like, looking back on it, like, Season one and two, season one and two, for that matter, two is not that great either. But I wouldn't say this. I mean, I respect your opinion to each their own. But in and we haven't even seen the full, the full, you know, the finish, the finish line, yeah. obviously. But I mean, I definitely would not say that this season has been that bad. I think that's a scorching well, hot take. I mean, okay. I can see where Matt's coming from because in the first seven in the first seven seasons, I mean, each season subsequently has more action as it goes on. And, you know, right when it comes to season eight, starting out when, you know, the Queen's riding in with her armies and everything, I mean, the first two episodes were like really anti anticlimactic. I mean really something something they were, I, they were really they were filler episodes. This may be that's, this that's may why be. I think I, I can see what you're saying, but in my opinion, this is just my opinion. This is literally my opinion. I think of this myself. I think, in a way, the episodes of this season, and I know there's only six episodes and not eight, I think each episode has kind of mirrored portions of the show itself. Yeah. I think the first two episodes were like the first two seasons, kind of building to the big conflicts that were in like four, you know, red wedding, you know, all that shit, you know, building two, three, which was, you know, the battle of Winterfell, you know, the middle seasons where it was the most action, the most blood, all that Mm -hmm. shit. And today was like the first season that went away from the books where yes, it was surprising because no one really knew what was coming, but it still kind of had that, OG Thrones feel to it. And I think that these last two are going to be like the most recent seasons, you know, just fucking balls to the wall, full blown, you know, 
going for that fucking throne. Like there's like all yeah, the see, all the living versus the dead shit. Like that's done. Like that really did not mean anything. Now it's just down to the noble families and going for and that fucking and the yeah. politics and going for that fucking throne, which is like where we all began. So I mean, it, I'm excited. Personally. See, but the reason I'm saying this is the worst season of the series, um, and and the last two episodes will determine that. I think the worst season overall, uh, the, the worst season that's completed has been five. Yeah. But I yeah. think the first episode, like one through six or seven, um, are is the worst stretch in the show's history. But then it redeems itself by having three or four episodes to the end of the season that bring it so high up mm-hmm. and it ends up being a good season. I think that the only way this season won't be the worst season is because is is what happens in these next two episodes because I think this this whole season has been building to the battle that's about to come uh-huh. and if they fail at it then it's going to suck and that's I mean, going to be unfortunate because uh, it's the end of the show. I mean, there's so. there's also been like a lot of hate going towards the writers uh David and Dan um so like I think it's Season six is when, you know, the book material finally ran out and then uh, David and Dan have to go off and, you know, basically write their, not write their own, but, you know, because they had a guideline from uh, the author George R.R. R. Martin. But I mean, they're getting a lot of hate with the, uh, with Arya killing the Night King. And I mean, I can see why, because, you know, in the books, you know, there's all these prophecies and, I don't know. It's they got a lot of hate because it was, you know, they're just trying to please the fandoms or trying to please the fans. And uh, I mean, I don't know. These last two episodes are really going to really going to determine it for me. I think there's I I think there's some truth to that hate. I think Thrones hasn't been the same that it was in season like four. I think season four is probably the best season just because they killed off people that you just weren't yeah. expecting and that's classic thrones and i think once they started going away from the books they started saving characters due to convenience or like a last saving effort so i think that that there's some criticisms that you can ex- um accept from from that because they haven't really had a lot of super surprising deaths mm-hmm. um i mean other than what happened at the end of season six with Cersei blowing that bitch up. Yeah. And uh, season seven. Did anybody even fucking die in season seven? Like relevant? Um, well, fun the thing is, yeah, the dragon. Um, but also from season four, they have not killed off any big main character that have had any chapters in the books. Um, because I mean... And that's another thing that people are getting mad about is because, you know, in the long night, we didn't get any big deaths. And for me, like I loved almost every bit of that episode tonight. And like, especially after, especially after just all the random, it was last week was too dark. Nobody died. Like, and then they come uh, at us. And this then fucking, they, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then they come at us like, nope, you're gonna lose a dragon. You are gonna lose the light skin, light skin chick. What's what's Tormund gonna do? Like how? Like Tormund. Well, the funny thing was, was when 
they cut to him after talking to the hound. He had tears in his eyes talking about Bri- <laughs> that. Mother- that was fu- funny. Motherfucker comes yeah. north for the first time in his life, and he gets her, yeah. and not me. <laughs> that yeah. was like, oh man. But yeah, I mean, okay. Here's here's something that I kind of wanted to touch on. So with Jamie, you know, coming to just pound town to Brienne, and then he just ups and fucking leaves, goes back to Cersei. I mean, he likes that incest. I don't seven th- I don't seven think, seasons worth of character. Think. Can I can I can I finish? <sighs> seven seasons worth of character development, and it's gone in an instant. I mean. That's that was one thing that really ticked me off. That was, was a criticism I had. I also had a huge criticism with the fact that like this huge hour and twenty minute long battle happened the last episode, and within ten minutes of this episode, everybody's drinking and partying and laughing and shit. Yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. jarring to me. That was my main criticism. Yeah, but I mean, it just sucks. I mean, I kind of hope that he just goes and fucking kills Cersei himself because. I mean, you can't just kind of show some, like kind of show us a little bit of character development and then just fucking rip it away from us. I mean, I don't yeah, I don't think, I really I really didn't like that. I don't think he's going back to fight for Cersei. I think he's going back to Cersei as in to King's Landing, but I don't I don't think he's going to fight for Cersei. Like I don't think he's going I'm going to call it. He's going to kill Euron. I could see it. That would I could see that too. No, I yeah. could definitely see that. But I re no, I just I don't think he's going like I don't think he's going back for Cersei. He's just going back to King's Landing. But that might just be a thought. I think I think the fact that Cersei is claiming Euron or or Cersei is claiming her baby to be Euron's is gonna cause Jamie to fucking like implode and go kill Euron. Because he's see, just like, yo. I think that preg- pregnancy is a ruse. I think it's all fake. Oh, I think she's going to be dead by the end of the season. So yeah. Not, oh yeah. Yeah. Super- oh yeah. yeah. But I mean, do you remember the? Uh, I think I think that was uh shit. What season is that? I think it's season six. We get a flashback to Cersei's childhood when she was with a with the witch, and she gave her that prophecy saying all three of your children are going to die. Your husband is going to father. 43 kids and you're only going to father three and you're going to be taken over by a young, a younger, more beautiful queen and you're going to get killed by your younger brother. So, I mean, the prof, it kind of said like, you're only going to have three kids. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of thinking that she's just using her, uh, her lady parts as a weapon because I mean, in this show, that's pretty much Bro, I mean, how women are portrayed. She's using yeah. them as a weapon, but she's also putting out to fucking Euron Greyjoy, who has yeah, just been little like <laughs> finger in the bum. Who has just been yeah. you know Yeah. A bum for most of the series, but now he's But see him and the Night King are the only two men to take out a dragon. So I mean just he, don't understand why the ain't shit boys keep getting the Yeah, man. The hot shit girls, <laughs> bro. Even even Sam, fuck is up with that? even Sam Tarly is getting his, bro. Sam, even yeah. even even yeah. fat. And he's an age shit boy. Even fat Sam Tarly, who should have died last week, is getting his. And it's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into 
Tuesday top threes. This is Bigelow's creation. This is Bigelow, my would you like creation. to in, in, introduce what we're talking about? I will introduce it. Yeah, no. Uh, so since we're in the young development phases of this segment, we're, uh, of course, keeping it strictly very broad. Last week, uh, on the spot because of the Battle of Winterfell, we talked about our favorite TV episodes of all time. Uh, this week, I told the fellas that we are going to shift the topics to music, uh, and we are going to list our top three favorite musical albums of all time, and I have awarded two honorable mentions, because I know this is a very broad category, and uh, I know Matt at least had trouble uh, whittling his list down. So, yeah, Matt, you can lead us off. So my two honorable mentions, uh, my first one is the 1989 Batman soundtrack, uh, possibly one of the most banger uh, albums in the history of albums that <laughs> <laughs> um, that do not include words. I mean, it's good shit you got going on there. Uh, it was also the defining soundtrack to my childhood. Uh, what's the one? What's the one you love? It's like up the watchtower or some up the clock tower or something from there. Like um, up <laughs> the cathedral. Up the cathedral. Okay. I I, I, I I knew that off the top of my head, unfortunately. <laughs> but I also like um, descent into mystery and uh, the waltz to the death. But um, other than that, my other honorable mention was Oracular Spectacular from MGMT. I love MGMT. They're one of my favorite bands, and I think their debut is one of the best debuts of any band and one of the best albums because you have Time to Pretend, Kids, and Electric Feel, of course, uh, three of the most popular songs of their time, but also some very good deep deep cuts, including The Handshake and Of Moons, Birds, and Monsters, and The Youth, which is a good one, but... uh, Bigelow, what are your honorable mentions? So my two honorable mentions, uh, my two honorable mentions are going to be uh, the Carter Three, and by Lil Wayne, a uh, you know every white kid from the suburbs is first taste of rap music, in my opinion. Um, it's pretty solid from start to finish. You know, you've got uh, the classics. You know, a Millie, Miss Officer. You know, some. Some classic rap songs. I can listen. I can put that album. I own the CD. I can put that album in my car or anywhere and listen to it from beginning to end because I'm old fashioned. Or I could just, you know, stream like a normal person in the 21st century. But um, my other honorable mention is also going to be a rap album because I'm a Caucasian male. So uh, it's going to be Watch the Throne. Uh, Kanye and Jay Z before uh, Kanye album. before Kanye went crazy. Uh, it's a good album. From I mean, there's just some heaters on there that have you know been the background of many movie trailers in their time. You know, um, or just in the Great Gatsby. You know, because that's where we want to put Kanye and Jay Z songs. But <laughs> there, um, there's a bunch of good ones on there from start to finish. But uh, yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. We're uh, sticking to rap for both of them. Topher. Yeah, I think uh, Fresh both pop. of mine. Yeah, both of mine are going to be rap albums. Uh, my first honorable mention is going to be uh, "Blue Slide Park" by Mac Miller. Uh, that was a very definitive album of my eighth grade year. Uh, as Bigelow said, you know, I can take that and listen to it, finish to end, or from start to finish. Um, 
you know, that album I really fell in love with Mac Miller RIP, but, uh, but my second honorable mention is going to be Awaken My Love by uh, Childish Gambino. Um, you know, there was, there was a couple really? songs on, yeah. Uh, Red Bone is a really good song. Uh, very culture of, I'm sorry, uh, culture defining song for our generation. Uh, there was a lot of memes made out of it, which, you know, if you can have your meme game going for some songs, I mean, you're doing, doing something right. Um, but yeah, those two albums, very good. I mean, they're honorable mentions. Uh, so, you uh, mentioning Blue Slide Park, yeah. I'll just I'll go off on a little tangent for one second. I think the best day of every guy's eighth grade year was the day that that album came out because Modern Warfare 3 came out that day too, and that is a day that I will never forget because I just had white boy rap on and played Xbox for way too long. But that's a good <laughs> pick. I appreciate it. Yeah. So my number three album is going to be the Stone Roses debut. Uh, a little bit of a deep cut, mainly because they're not that popular in America at all. But um, there is not a bad song on this entire album. And I just felt like it needed to be be included. Um, I Want to Be Adored and She Bangs the Drums are their most popular songs. But uh, I personally love um, Don't Stop and song for my sugar spun sister and my favorite one of my favorite songs is i am the resurrection um just in general but then also manchester united plays this is the one whenever they walk out of their tunnel so had to include the boys for that uh manchester lads um what is your top three bigelow at number three, uh, I, I'm going to pick an album that I listened to a lot when I was younger because my dad had an original copy of it from 1989, and that is Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Uh, rest, in, rest in peace, Tom. Uh, you know, you got you got some some bangers, you know, Free Fallin', Walk Back Down, Running Down a Dream. And then there are also, like, some, some lesser appreciated songs like You're So Bad, and uh, Zombie Zoo on Full Moon Fever. And that was Tom Petty's first album without uh, the Heartbreakers. Uh, he'd, he'd already been on the charts with a few of the Heartbreakers albums and with uh, the Wilburys, who I should have put in my honorable mentions, but didn't. Uh, sh- but uh, this was his first solo outing, and it's really good. And it was one of the albums that I listened to a lot when I was younger. And uh, rest in peace, Tom. Thank you. What do you got for three? Yeah, so my number three is going to be a an old country album. Uh, it's going to go out to Luke Combs. This one's for you. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine. Um, has a some three really good songs that uh, I can just put on the radio whenever and just jam out to it. Uh, Hurricane, really really good song. Um, when it rains, it pours. That's a really another good song about how. You know, you don't have to have a woman to to have fun. Uh, but yeah, Luke Combs, up and coming country artist. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for his uh, for some new stuff from him. But uh, yeah, that's my number three. So for number two, I have um, one of the bands that I obsess over the most. Uh, What's the story? Morning Glory from Oasis. Um, I mean, what is there to say about this album that hasn't already been said? It's one of the most popular albums of all time, and it's 
Oasis is best probably um, aside from their debut, but I prefer this one just because of the inclusion of Wonderball and Don't Look Back in Anger and Champagne Supernova. They're three most popular. Um, <clears throat> but I've listened to this album all the way through multiple times and it just always gets me going. I don't know why I like UK rock pop music. It just gets me gets me in a groove or something. I don't know. But uh, Bigelow, do you have your number two uh, queued up? I do have my number two queued up. Uh, as you can tell by all these old rock albums I'm listening, I did have a very white childhood. But um, my number two is Exile on Main Street from the Rolling Stones, 1972. It's a double album. It's extra long. Uh, but it's also like... Up until this, I know Matt's kind of been on his own little adventure through the Rolling Stones, and up until around this point, most of their stuff had been like covers, pretty cookie-cutter, bubblegum pop stuff, and this album is more, you know, as deep as rock music can be, I guess. Like, it's kind of complex. There's a bunch of uh, different songs. There's a good variety, uh, you know... Uh, Tumbling Dice. That's a deep cut. Tumbling Dice. Sweet Virginia. Sweet Virginia. Love and Cup. You know, there's some good songs. It's 18 songs long. It's a good song. And anyone who knows my taste in music knows uh, the Stones have had quite an effect on me. But they also could probably predict what's coming at number one. But that's a teaser. So. Uh, So my number two is going to be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Um, I know a lot of people think it's pretty repetitive but uh you know if you go to any sporting event you're going to hear all of the lights and i mean you can't you can't tell me you don't get a little hyped up whenever you hear that song um but yeah kanye west you know right after he took the red pill i mean some of his music starts to go a little bit downhill but uh yeah my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by uh mr kanye west is my number two um, so if anyone knows me, they know what's coming at number one. I have a poster hanging of, uh, of him right behind me. Um, my number one favorite best album of all time is the Doors debut album. Um, front to back, absolute bangers, absolute, it's an absolute trip of an album. Um, one of my goals in life is to one day drop acid and listen to the Doors debut album all the way through. Um, <laughs> there's never there's never been an individual on this earth who's never done drugs that loves the doors as much as Matt. Yeah, never done drugs. Absolutely love the doors. Don't know why. I get a high off the music, I think, more than anything else. But, I mean, you, you could just go down the list. Uh, starting it off with a banger, break on through to the other side. Go to Soul Kitchen, a little funky. Uh, Crystal Ship, very trippy. Uh 20th Century Fox, a little bit of a banger, but then Alabama Song, good one to sing in the bars. <clears throat> and then their most famous song, probably, Light My Fire. Um, Backdoor Man is a good blues record or song. Uh, I Looked at You and uh, End of the Night, a little bit of deep cuts. Take It As It Comes is a low-key banger. And then The End, one of the best songs ever made. Um, an absolute... Uh, journey of an album to go on and yeah anybody who knows me saw this one coming but 
Bigelow, I have a feeling I know what's coming at number one for you. Uh, yeah, so speaking of anyone who knows me saw this one coming, uh, number one for me, once again, I know I've said it before, is a song that I, an album that I loved when I was younger, and I've grown more appreciative of it, actually, within the last couple years, and that is the debut record of a little band from Las Vegas called The Killers. This album is Hot Fuss. 2004, I was seven years old. And I heard I heard Mr. Brightside on the radio and thought it was the greatest song ever. And it's still, you know, one of the greatest songs ever. But that is obviously the anthem of the record. Uh, but also, Smile Like You Mean It, Somebody Told Me, uh, a song that I was once told by someone that they refer to as my song when they hear it every time, all these things that I've done. And uh, my personal Two of my personal favorite Killers deep cuts that people don't really refer to when they think of the best Killers songs. The opening track, Jenny was a friend of mine, and Andy, you're a star. I'm pretty sure I'm actually going to go get to see the Killers this summer at Summerfest. I'm really excited. I'm probably going to cry, but it's going to be incredible. Uh, They're a damn fine band. Brandon Flowers' vocals have definitely evolved since 2004 when this song came out, but he's one of the best damn singers alive today so i know you all saw it coming but go li- speaking of things that that we're seeing coming chris i oh i don't i don't think you guys are seeing this coming uh my number one's gonna go out to uh mr kendrick lamar with mad city shut the fuck up we know what your favorite album is you fucking asshole it's what's my favorite album it's fucking beer bongs and bentley's you piece of shit we know yeah. it. Is. yeah don't get act like it's not you don't have to pretend don't hide <laughs> take off <Yeah>. the mask <laughs> <laughs> i mean still uh i mean a lot of people didn't like this album uh beer bongs and bentley's but uh i mean it wasn't wasn't too bad i mean i was real i was awaiting it for the longest time and uh i mean the first couple songs you know you got to push through the album to actually enjoy it but i think it's uh, a damn good pop rap album yeah uh i mean over now and uh better now are two of my favorite songs off that album uh along with paranoid that's another good one um but i mean Post Malone, you know, looks like a greasy dude, but, you know, dude can pop out hits like uh, it's nobody's business. But, uh, but yeah, I know everyone saw it coming. I uh, tried to tried to hide the scent. You tried but, to pull uh, a sneaky on us. But yeah, I tried to pull a little sneaky on you guys. Going on. Yeah. Uh, but actually, yeah. So I will give my movie segment real quick. Um I actually wanted to lead off with something that I saw this week that was very meh, and that was I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Uh, This is a show that came out on Netflix. Uh, Andy Samberg is featured on the um, promotional pictures, and there's a lot of SNL stars, and I thought it'd be a really interesting sketch comedy show. I watched the first episode, was mildly impressed, watched the second episode, realized how much it sucked, um, but a lot of people like it. Um, I think it's a very meh show, but anyways, uh, Amazon prime, uh, we got Bernie, uh, Jack Black as a guy who does some criminal activity. Uh, one of his better roles, I am a Jack Black Stan. I think this is probably his best role, um, in terms of acting. Um, 
And then Good Time is on Prime as well. Um, a very interesting uh, movie about uh, Boston starring Robert Pattinson. Um, but then otherwise, I didn't really watch that, that that many movies this week just because I had so much stuff going on. I was mainly watching Fast and Furious. Damn good movies, by the way. Um, I know a lot of people will debate me on that. I don't care. They're fun. Um, but on Hulu, uh, if you've never seen the show Atlanta, it's made by Childish Gambino. Um, and there's an episode on there called Teddy Perkins. And I don't really want to explain it, but it it really is like a Twilight Zone episode. But because it's not related to the show at all. Is that an episode um, it, that Hero directed or? Yes. Okay, of course. Um, <laughs> if, 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 if there's one little show uh, episode that you're going to want to check out, I would go check out Teddy Perkins. Uh, Atlanta is on Hulu. Um, like I said, it doesn't relate to any other part of the show. N- nothing's going to get spoiled for you with the other characters and stuff like that. It's just really weird. And it involves Donald Glover in whiteface. So yes, that I will leave it at that. Um, anyways, we can get into our, we'll start with millennial moods of the week. Oh, oh. I botched that one. Oh, that's a botched job. That's bleeding. I need some trash to plug up the cut. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, I, I'll start it off. Uh, my big yikes of the week goes out to Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Uh, yeah, after I saw the, that one coming, yeah. <laughs> after the first trailer got released, the internet went fucking insane. Uh, Sonic apparently has human teeth now. Uh, his eyes are more human-like than ever. Um, but they're getting, he's getting a redesign. The, uh, the animator, I'm sorry, the director, Jeff Fowler, tweeted out, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You guys aren't happy and you guys want changes. It's going to happen. So essentially, uh, the power of the internet uh, can actually make or break a movie. Uh, all, all you really have to do is just uh, make a really crappy design and they're just going to get on your ass about it. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of want to see if it was more of a ruse, um, if they just wanted to get more attention for the movie, like, hey, come and see the new Sonic. Um, but I mean, it's, I it don't even, th- yeah, it looks like a terrible movie. Like I get, I get, I get it that they're making it for kids, but I mean, come on. Like, do we really – the next thing they're going to do is make a Super Mario Brothers movie. James I mean, Marsden loves his animated co-stars. He's yeah. a big animated co-stars guy. I, mean, yeah. I saw some tweet. I bet it was not accurate, but I saw someone that tried to claim that this Detective Pikachu movie and this Sonic movie are the beginning of a Super Smash Brothers movie universe franchise deal. Really? <sighs> So, that's gonna be so that's true oh. so it, every um, fucking studio and their mother is trying to do this whole cinematic universe thing and i really think yeah. marvel's gonna be the only one to be able to pull it off because every like because they're just gonna try to imitate that shit and i'm i'm not a, a big fan of super smash bros in the first place but like this movie like it looks from the bad. trailer the parts that were supposed to be funny were not funny, and that yeah. was the telltale sign for me. Uh, um, meow? 
Yeah. And <laughs> wah, 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 poor wah. poor Jim poor Jim Carrey. Like yeah. poor Jim Carrey. Like what No, not poor Jim Carrey. The dude's a psychopath. I, I mean he, he is crazy, but yeah. I mean just from Ace Ventura to live action Doctor Eggman, that is uh Yeah. No, nah, not great. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's my big yikes of the week. Uh whoever wants to take the I'll take do the mine because it's, yeah. it's 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 very brief. Um, uh, F's in the chat. That's just going to be my new mood for any time somebody dies. Peter Mayhew, F's in the chat. The OG Chewbacca, um, just a good guy. Was very active on Reddit. Replied to random people and made their days. Um, and he just made the world a better place. So it's sad that we got to. It's sad that we lost some of his light um and nobody nobody could have put on that suit better than that man he was like seven four wasn't he he was he was tall as fuck mm-hmm. um but yeah f's in the chat r.i.p peter mayhew you're an og poor one out for the homie uh bigelow what is yours uh my i mean you hate to see it but i mean you just kind of hate to see anything that has to do with this guy because you just feel bad. Uh, Greg Oden got drafted in the Big Three League. Uh, so what just the fuck what is that? You know what the Big Three League is? No, it's Ice Cubes like three on three league, where it's like where it's like a bunch of a bunch of washed up like ex NBA players playing three on three. There's like teams and coaches and like all sorts of stuff like. I didn't. I, I didn't know he was still allowed to play. I mean, I didn't know he still had spend his whole. Didn't know he still had knees, to be honest. But yeah. um, no, he. Um, yeah, they unleashed. They released the rosters. Like I'll just read some of these names. Like one team is Rashard Lewis, Reggie Evans, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, Larry Sanders, Trey Simmons, and Mario Chalmers, and they're coached by Gary Payton. One team is. I don't, those are nobodies. One team is Kendrick Perkins, Shannon Brown, Greg Oden, and Brandon Rush. Bunch of, uh, but I think this team will be the toughest team, to be honest. Uh, Gilbert Arenas and Lamar Odom. Who is on crack? Uh, Royce White. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas, Lamar Odom, and uh, they're coached by Rick Mahorn. But there's a bunch of old ex-NBA guys, Birdman Anderson, Big Baby Davis, Corey McGetty, Stoudemire, Big Baby, Nate Robinson, Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, Metal World Peace, just a bunch of you know, washed, washed up, washed up NBA boys. Uh, they actually like travel from city to city and play three on three games in like arenas. But uh, poor Greg Oden, just a, another example. I mean, just the hits keep coming for him, so you really just hate to see it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So really quick. We'll move into Moxie. You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. My Moxie of the Week, uh, Tom Segura. I can credit him for the, for this one. If you've never been on John Travolta's Instagram page, get on there immediately because it's the most wholesome content you'll ever see. It's also insanely awkward. He is the definition of a dad who doesn't really understand how to like use social media. And he just like... It's really fun. It's really funny because he'll he'll he, he does like selfie videos while he's like flying planes and like oh point God. the camera out uh, uh, out the window. Oh. 
but it's but it's always super awkward because at the start of every video he'll like start recording and then wait like three or four seconds before he starts talking and just like awkwardly smiles at the camera but uh yeah i followed him because i just want that wholesome content in my life so uh give give the man with the most moxie some love and go follow john travolta on 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 instagram good guy uh so my moxie of the week goes out to uh avengers endgame uh i don't know if you guys have heard about this but uh it's official that the latest blockbuster has surpassed james cameron titan uh james cameron's titanic uh bringing in more than two billion dollars uh so fuck is james cameron Dude, you don't know who James Cameron is? His name is James, James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. Avengers, this movie is right on the heels of Avatar. Uh, it's going to pass it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, def- it's, it's definitely going to pass it. They made $2 uh, billion in less than two weeks. <coughs> like, that's just yeah. absolutely batshit. And it took, it took Titanic... Um, 4,287 days just to hit the 2 billion mark. So that just goes to show that superhero movies uh, really do bring in the the big bucks. But uh, but yeah. So where the fuck were y'all when I wanted a Lone Ranger sequel? Huh? You know how much money that fucking movie cost? You know how many of you went to see it? Five of you. Two of them were me. <laughs> so fuck all y'all. I'm tired of all your shit in the box office. Um... Yes, I'm talking directly to you. Lone Ranger, deep cut, 10 out of 10. Sorry, had to chime in there. So my He's Got Moxie goes out to uh, T-Pain. T-Pain is a must-follow on Twitter, especially on Sundays during Game of Thrones. I'll uh, use some examples uh, from tonight. He tweeted, I want scorched earth at this point. Fuck them innocent people. Fuck them gates. Fuck them kids. Y'all getting it too for encouraging this hoe. And um, then he also uh, tweeted, and that's how hardcore feminists are made. What the fuck, Jamie? Men in the Seven Kingdoms are a damn mess. And then also, uh, I mean, back to like the first episode where he called Bran Wheelie Boy. Like, just all... (laughs) He's got... Like, these tweets are absolutely hilarious. He's a must-follow on Twitter. Oh, there it is. Of course, of course, Wheelie Boy with the permanent Trey Song's eyes and the NPR host voice is the only one to drop this giant bomb on the family. <laughs> I, I, I really loved the tweet that you sent me, Bigelow, of Barry saying, horny aunt begs for nephew's cock. <laughs> for, for Daenerys and John. Yeah, that shit was I was fun. like, yep, that's, that's, that's certified good. Yeah. Certified fresh. Certified fresh. I yeah. mean... Thrones Twitter. Thrones Twitter is kind of cooking tonight, but yeah, it's you know. Yeah, I, I haven't checked it yet. You won't hear I'm the you won't hear this until excited. Tuesday, but I'm um, just for and we'll speak in the future. Thrones Thrones Twitter was really cooking on Sunday, but uh, yeah, T Pain, he's got Moxie. Does that do it? I think that pretty much wraps up this episode, guys. Does that do it? I think that puts a bow on uh, that puts a bow on this one. That, okay. Uh, well. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, we will try to be more organized next week. And starting on, I think, like May 16th, probably, we're going to start getting two episodes out a week. 
film one week, sports the next, so on and so forth. Um, having guests on should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we appreciate you for for continuing to to listen, um, and we hope that you join us next week for when we sit here and wait for it. Converse. Wear sunscreen. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! You're gonna need to send in the national guard and fucking squad team, cause I ain't going